It's been on my screen forever. Yeah. Since the day my screen was born. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the newly renamed BodaCast. Guys, we're actually going to be calling this Garbage Time with Boda. What's happening? Garbage. All right. <laughs> Wait, was yeah, was that directed at us or was that directed <laughs> at fans? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I... You thought it was garbage. <laughs> no. was that, who was that directed to? No. <laughs> um, welcome, welcome to Garbage Time with Boda, guys. Um, I have usual suspects with me. Uh, I have Mr. Drew Daniels, uh, uh, Pablo, and uh, hey, Cassidy. Hello, boys. How are you doing? Hello. Oh, uh, oh. Wee wee. I got to do some in Spanish. <laughs> what? That was not even close. Um, what? You heard me. I, I um, I mean, I I gotta say, I enjoy the new name. I think the rebrand. Is that what you're fucking starting off with? You know, yeah. Pause, pause, pause. You know, I really enjoy the new name. Like, like, I mean, obviously, we renamed the show because we're having two shows now we're doing the boda show so we renamed the boda cast because tell me your thoughts on the name on the actual the name itself no you said you read like, never mind drew wasn't <laughs> what, what were we gonna name it what was the name of the show Are before it was garbage time you're fucking dicks i i, I oh yeah frumpy lumps with boda so no we were gonna call the boda show frumpy lumps oh, oh right yes okay all right well anyways you guys know why you're here. We got some wild card <laughs> review. We have that's some- why you're here. Yeah, I thought it was to make your ears bleed. Well, also, I mean, that's a secondary effect. Talk so about how great the name of the show is. <laughs> With three second intervals in between, though. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, again, you guys know why you're here. You got wild card review. We got oh. the round preview. Chris, why don't you start with the NFC this week and take it take it away. Do you get to do the introduction? I just start with the NFC. Kind of rude. Go ahead, Chris. Do the was... introduction. <laughs> you can only go up from here, Chris. <laughs> Not really. All right. NFC, let's dive in. All right. Um, I wouldn't call it crazy wild card week, but definitely a lot of hype going into it. Um, I don't know those slime peanuts, man. That was pretty crazy. Hey, is this your turn to talk? Don't matter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. We're going to start you. with the Los Angeles Rams. Versus Seattle Seahawks. Um, I have in my notes, my fancy notes, Rams rattle Seahawks 30 to 20. What exactly does that mean, Chris? <laughs> the definition of rattle. Let me get that up. Like as to snake? Like sh- just shake a little bit. Yeah. Just rattle <laughs> definition. Maker cause to make a rapid succession of short, sharp knocking sounds. Typically, as a result of shaking and striking repeatedly against a hard surface or object. Yeah. So I, I would right. say the Rams um, had the Seahawks make rapid succession of short, sharp knocking sounds to the hard surface. The point being, Rams won 30 to 20. Um, it was more of a defensive game in the beginning. And then the Seahawks, I think, were just bleh. But Cam Akers had a day, uh, 131 yards for one touchdown. 
Goff and his receivers, very quiet. Goff only went for nine for 19 with one touchdown. And Cooper Cup, nine targets, four receptions, 78 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson on the other side of the ball, 11 completions, 174 yards, and two touchdowns, both of them to DK Metcalf, who went 11 receptions. Wait, what? <laughs> 11 targets. I'm sorry. I was like, did DK get every single reception from Wilson? 11 targets, five receptions, 96 yards, two touchdowns. So the Seahawks clearly, other than DK, no one was even, I mean, presentable really. So safe to say Seahawks got their ass beat. Uh, Rams move on. Any thoughts? So- yeah, off of that, I mean, what the fuck was Russell Wilson doing that entire game? Dude, it, it has been a steady progression from starting the season about as well and as hot as a quarterback can to slowly declining over the course of said season. And That's it, what it, kills me, though. And it's what we've been talking about the whole time is as Russ was declining and the offense was becoming more and more stale and stagnant, the defense was coming up at the same time and and being able to actually keep them in games and the defense through the end of the year pretty much got them into the playoffs so definitely dragged them there for the most part and they they just couldn't keep up with the rams at this point even no matter who was a quarterback be it a broken jared i'm the only person that that i see james's name out of us (laughs) Because I thought Wilson would be back in that beginning of the season look. And look at him. I mean, the the Seahawks had nothing going, I don't think, at any point in that game. That trend for me was what what did it. Just the fact that that offense just kept getting worse throughout the season. Which is shocking because playoff Russ is actually pretty decent. And I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him this year. He spent all of his luck on a few games, man. There's no Apparently. more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you want to talk about luck. He had 14 touchdowns by week three. And then he went three games without a single touchdown. I, I mean, it's just a whole disaster. So Rams held it uh, pretty straight. Uh, I thought it was definitely a defensive game. It was like slow points adding up, but then the Rams kind of just took off and took over. And clearly, this is cracking James' back up. So, <laughs> uh, nothing. We're good. I'm sorry, not Zach. Uh, I have no idea what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> That's not- very high. Zach's just here <laughs> so he doesn't get fined, and James is jacking Goff. I, I, I did not change not my own for you. my own name. <laughs> It, I, I saw James's name as I was talking about Jared Goff, so that really tripped me up. <laughs> Dude, I mean, awful what happened to Wolford. <laughs> We're going to stay on this game a little longer and just to diverge from whatever just happened. Uh, I mean, he's apparently somewhat all right. He's I, potentially able to play this week. But shout out Jared Goff for going out there with a busted-ass thumb. Yeah. And, like, balling. Mm-hmm. 100%. Out, outplaying Russell Wilson. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, I mean, I think the star of the game, clearly, while we're still on this game, was Akers. 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 
it was tough to stop him. So he's kind of making himself known as a top RB. He's the man, and that's why he's our running back. <laughs> yeah. Giving him up. It didn't work out until about week 15, but fuck <laughs> hell a while, but it's gonna pay up next year, damn it. It's a dynasty. <laughs> so I think long-term investments. Well, the game plan for the Rams for the rest of the playoffs is if they can get separation for Akers, they should be all right. I mean, give him the ball, see what he can do. So, yeah, Drew, are you worried about that, knowing the Packers' run defense has been sus? I am less worried about it than I would have been in the middle of the season. Okay. The, the run defense has definitely stepped up a little bit more, like I've talked about the past couple weeks, and the guys that we're expecting to make plays are, are starting to make those plays on the line. You know, Rashawn Gary and the, the big one, Preston Smith, has been stepping up a little bit more the last couple weeks as well. So we get kind of that little bit of dynamic duo action back with him and Zadarius. So it's, it's good to see that they're trending in the right direction. I, again, to talk about those trends, but <laughs> I, I'm concerned, not, not freaking out, but I'm concerned. Right. I think that's a fair level to be. I mean, like you can look at any of these teams and really pinpoint their one weakness in them, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to just recover from what's going on here. He's the only one that has access to do this. Prick. <laughs> All right. Anyways, because yeah, I don't know where else I was going with that. Just lost in his thoughts. Rams move on. They play the Packers next week. Packers had the bye because their first seed. Um, do we want to go through the rest of the wild card and get some more info, or should I dive right into that game? What are you guys thinking? I mean, let's just run with it since we're already talking about the Rams, right? Yeah, might All right. as well. Let's do it. Um, and for the other two, we should uh, talk about the first, the preview for both of them, and then the, the review, or other way around. Yeah. You just uh, okay. Just yeah. Stop. Stop at the drywall, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Saturday, four thirty-five Eastern Standard Time. We got the Rams at the Packers. Uh, I'm. I'm siding with the Packers here. I think it should be a decently easy game for the Packers. Uh, I don't think the Rams are – I think they, they looked good last week. I don't think there's playoff material other than Akers. So, I think Packers should take this no problem. Over-under is 45.5 points. I very much see that hitting unless the Rams' defense plays absolutely stellar. But I don't see that happening. What else? We got – Spread right now is six and a half favored to the Packers. Again, I don't know how we feel about that. You guys have thoughts on that? I I think it depends on which Rams team shows up, which is really how it's been the last two years for the Rams. Mm-hmm. They, they have the potential to, to show up and, and be a legit contender and, and give the Packers a run for their money. I, I don't think that – Really, whatever they bring out is going to be enough. I, I think that Packers offense is, is too high-powered. Mm-hmm. But if if they do show up, I see it being a, a three-point game. But if, if we get some of these Rams teams that show up and don't really know how to play football, the Packers could very well win by double digits. I think it's focusing on their key points, too. So, obviously, for the Packers, they need to keep Akers under wraps for their defense. Yep. And 
I, vice versa for the Rams defense, they need to keep that whole Packers offense under control. And that's, I mean, it's not just Aaron Jones or, you know, it's, they got to keep Devonte Adams. They got to keep, um, especially Aaron Rodgers. They have to, they really got to come out as a strong defense if they're going to have any chance against the Packers. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is going to fall on the Rams offense, essentially playing defense and keeping Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers off the field as, as so many teams. I, I think really if the try Packers to do. can hold acres though, they have a pretty good chance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other aspect that comes um, down that it comes down to for the Packers is finishing the game because they, they've proven they come out and absolutely thump teams into a hole, but when it comes down to it, they have trouble finishing them off. They, they let teams sneak back in, and, and the Rams, with Akers leading the offense, could get tiring over the course of the game and could end up coming back into the game if they get down early. So don't count mm-hmm. them out if it's if it looks like it's going to be a blowout. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, James, Zach, mm. who are you taking? I know Drew's taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. You guys have sports opinions, or are you just gonna play with the nickname? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look on the actual YouTube video for what we're fucking around and doing on the left side of the screen. Well, I just have to say, we, we there was a there was like a competition inside of that entire conversation where James and I were just <laughs> making each other's names and trying not to laugh, and I broke that. <laughs> but um, no, I, I I I agree with Chris. I think that if the Rams want to have a chance they're going to need to come out as a as a strong defensive unit um Jalen Ramsey has to make Devontae Adams an offense that's it plain and simple if it doesn't happen Packers will do that I mean I I have the Packers winning this game I wouldn't say it's an easy game but I like their chances against the Rams rather than if they had to play the Bucks, Drew. So, oh, I, I 100% agree. I am very, very thankful that the Rams were able to go into Seattle and take that take that dub. And just, just to touch back on what you said about Jalen Ramsey locking down Devontae Adams, that, that is probably the key factor. And then the next step down from that is, are the Packers' secondary receivers going to be able to show up if Devontae Adams becomes a non-factor? Correct. Right. I also think be... Ramsey has – has it in him to lock him down anymore either. I don't necessarily think he does either. Devontae Adams, man, that, that's a tough assignment if you're on him all game long. You're going to get beat a couple times. Mm-hmm. But the I can't tell you how much more it hurts when Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops a ball, you know, 45 yards downfield wide open past the defense than it does when you drop a, you know, slant on first down or something. And those are the big plays that he's proven that he cannot make consistently. And that's killed the momentum so many times for the back. You watch the games that they're winning, and then all of a sudden they're about to make another big play on offense, and no, they drop it, and all of a sudden the other team's right back in it. So they need to be able to be consistent on supporting Devontae Adams. Agreed. My turn. I think the Rams are going to win. <laughs> James. I think they have the consistency on offense to outpace the Packers defense as good as they have been. I saw something in Jared Goff that I didn't think still existed after the beginning of the season. And I have a lot of faith in that secondary and defense, which is weird to say, but I think the combination of Aaron Donald off the edge, combining with not having your first look open might favor or should favor the Rams instead. But that's just my opinion. Fuck your opinion. 
<laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, oh, actually, did we get Zach's pick? Yeah, yeah he's, he's picking the Packers. Like okay. a fucking smart uh, human being. After we all sided with the Browns for you, and then take the Rams. So, was, oof, bad luck over here. But moving on, back to Wild Card Week. We have uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Washington Football Team, and obviously, as we know, the Bucks took that game. But that was a good game. I think that was still not as good as I thought it could be, but it was a fun game to watch. Um, Bucks win 31-23. Now the big talk talking point is Washington's backup quarterback, Heineke. What a fucking stud. 26 completions, 306 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also separated his shoulder and still continued to play. That was all in the air. Also had six runs, 46 yards, one touchdown on the ground. Holy fuck. Insane, right? For an XFL guy, he's really showing up. That was – I mean, he came in and blew everyone out the water. I'm still wondering how – well, one, he has a starting job somewhere, no matter what the fuck I mean, happens. And about that, I think I one good not. team. I think he, I, I, he has like a backup job. Yeah, I'd say a two spot. You I think disagree. you you tell me right now that you're a GM of a team and you look at Taylor Heineke over every other prospect that's out there and go, yeah, I want that guy. I would say there was there would be one team. There would be one team that would do that, but their GM recently resigned. John, I can feel, I can feel John and Elway in his office right now, going, "I need it, I need it, I need it." Hear me, Heineke. We can't talk about the Broncos because we get uh, apparently it's racist. Uh, that fight you guys had on Instagram last week. Oh, the six five white guys. No. Oh, whatever. Sorry, John Elway likes to fucking draft the same prototype quarterback every year. I know, and they never pan out. Wow. Mm. Point being, Heineke was and is a stud. I think he looked awesome. I think he really brought Washington together. Um, I wish I could have seen Alex Smith play that game. Oh, but... I could have seen Alex Smith play that game. Yeah, we, I mean, we'll see Alex Smith next season, I think. Anyways, um. For Washington, Cam Sims, best receiver on the field for Washington. Seven completions, 104 yards, no touchdowns. And on the other side of the ball, we got Brady. 22 completions, 381 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, 10 completions, uh, 10 targets, six completions, 119 yards. And what do you guys think about Fournette instead of RJ2? Three. No, two. You're right. I was thinking RG three. Man, um, yeah, no, that was embarrassing. Somebody say something for fuck's sake. Nope, we're gonna let that one marinate. Yeah, just let that one sit in there for a bit. I don't know, dude. I I'm, okay. Thanks, thanks, pop ups. I don't know if I'm really ever sold on Leonard Fournette. I think I think I still have a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing, but we'll see if we can keep up enough of a pace to keep them through. I mean, 93 yards on 19 one. Sure. 
It's good. It's great. It's what you want out of him. But can you keep that up against whoever they got next week? Actually, a much, well, I mean, a, a, yeah, a much a better Saints. Saints defense. Jones is going to be back next week, no doubt. So, yeah, they'll have a different mix of of players coming out of the backfield next week for sure. Yeah. Um, it's they're not unbeatable. That's that's for damn sure. They they've got their weaknesses on both sides of the ball. And I more than Washington, I'd like to admit. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to – I mean, they have the weapons. I just think – oh, well, let's talk about their defense, too. Their defense kind of almost gave up the game multiple times. Their defense was strong, and then it was flat, and then it was strong for two plays, and then it was flat. And if the the um, Washington's receivers could have helped Heineke out a little bit more, they, they kind of suffered from that same thing I was talking about with the Packers and dropping the plays that, you know, are huge – Cam Sims on that deep ball down the middle of the field changes the complexion of the game early on. Mm-hmm. So if they're able to make some of those plays and extend those drives and, you know, bring the momentum back to their side, then you're talking about a different game. So the, the Bucks defense definitely um, lucked out with, with some, some key drops there. So not only were they exposed at some points, but they also were bailed out. So if if they have a, a Saints team that's probably not going to make those mistakes, mm-hmm. they're going to have a real tough time stopping them, especially with Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. Well, yeah, well, that's what we're getting into next and just how much the Bucks defense needs to step at the fuck up next week yeah. because obviously the Bucks are moving on and they're going to play the Saints. So we'll send over there and then we can talk about what teams need to fix. So Saints – uh, played the Chicago Bears, and I think on Nickelodeon. That... <laughs> I mean, if you just look at that game, and there's no way that you don't see the Saints winning. So, obviously, <laughs> the Bears didn't even stand a single fucking chance. Saints win 21-9, but surprisingly, it was actually only a seven-point game until the third quarter, which was a little shocking. The Bears' defense played up to their potential for a good yeah. portion of that game for, for the sure. first half at least and then maybe a little bit in the third quarter and then the saints just <laughs> just said nah yeah we're not fucking around anymore we're just gonna spread this field open and like i said the bears had chances i mean wide receivers are were dropping like wide open throws my god and, and mitchell trubisky wide was open. missing some wide it open was throws it's, but like it was it was both sides of the of, of that coin you know what i mean yeah the one throw Mitch Trubisky's thrown that could be certified as a dime in probably the past three years, and it's dropped. Anthony Miller drops it. No, it wasn't Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller might have been out at that point. But that's been a common occurrence with the Bears all season, though. I mean, that one's tough. The Bears truthfully did not stand it. How they even made the playoffs, I'm kind of shocked, but they didn't stand a chance against the Saints. Yeah, their their offense really is just a disorganized mess, and that's exactly it. it. I, they yeah, they have some great defensive pieces, and they can put their defense together, but it's also inconsistent. The Bears, and it's not inconsistent. like they don't have pieces on offense. They got some serious talent exactly, on offense. Yeah. David yeah. Montgomery, Allen Robinson on the outside, Mooney coming into his own a little bit. I mean, Anthony Miller's also there. And the offensive line could be better, don't get me wrong, but it's not the worst in the league. No, not by a long it's shot. It's just they don't have they don't have a confident signal caller. They really don't. 
they don't have someone that can orchestrate that offense, then I don't know who is the offensive coordinator, but they should probably look into getting a new one. Yeah. I don't and know I'd how like... Nag- Nagy sells a job. Unbelievable, because they, they he made the playoffs. <laughs> I guess, yeah, sure. But, like, it, what else other it, than that? Redeeming? Trubisky only goes 19 completions, 199 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Montgomery and the receivers, as Drew just said, weren't even a factor in the game. They really put up no numbers at all. Um, and I, it was just tough for the Bears. But on the other side of the ball, Drew Brees, 28 completions, 265 yards, two touchdowns. And Alvin Kamara, 23 attempts, 99 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and two completions, 17 yards in the air. So uh, that shows it right there. I mean, Kamara and Brees – is your answer right there. Uh, Zach has some weird filter on. But Breeze and the Saints cruise on by Bears, and they take on the Bucks in New Orleans next week. Um, yep. So that game, Sunday, 6.40 p.m., that's my game of the week personally. And I think that's going to be an amazing, amazing battle. You got two Hall of Fame QBs. To uh, I don't know if Breeze is the second oldest in the in the NFL right now. Probably close. Dumb check. I'll say yeah. Definitely yes. close. I know Brady's the oldest, but um, that's gonna be a good game. I can't wait to see that fucking game. Also, fair note: this could be the last game we see Drew Brees in. It could be the last game we see Brady in, for all we know, too. I this is. Yeah, I mean, allegedly he's committed to twenty twenty one, but. Point being, this is the last time these two will meet. I do not have flat, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I am flat. I have flat, flat, very flat. No one's I have. Oh. <laughs> but point being, this is I the last game that Brady and Breeze will probably meet, especially in the playoffs. And this is, I really want to see Breeze make the Super Bowl because he fucking deserves it. But I really want to see the Bucks go and Brady make it too. Uh, I think the Saints will take the game, but I'm hoping for the Bucks to win. Over-under is 52. Uh, I don't see that being a problem to hit. I think that will be an offensive battle unless the Saints' defense can absolutely destroy the Bucks. Spread is um, three points favored to the Saints. And obviously, as we just talked about, die, Zach, die. How did you change all the... Focus on the game. I'm going to do this to you in five minutes, so get ready. <laughs> um, obviously, as Drew and me just talked about, the Bucks defense obviously needs to step up for this game big time. And... Jones, too, should be back. I, I don't know. That should be good. So the Bucks at least have multiple running backs. The running back game is going to look different, but that is definitely going to be a game to watch. I'm taking Bucks, although I think Saints will take it. I'm leaning Saints. I think the Saints offense is Wait, what did you just say? I'm taking the Bucks. I want the Bucks to win. I think the Saints will take it, though. I so you're taking the Bucks. Saints. 
No, I put my picks in pick in for the Bucks, but I think the Saints will take it. <laughs> Do you understand the words that are coming out of my no. mouth? No, oh, it's confusing. No. Yes, but I'm confused are by the actions him? that you've taken. Are you taking the psychology? The if I say I think the Bucks will take it, the Saints will win. I say I think the, just covering win, both I the Bucks. The Bucks are going to win. It's not a new strategy. You're just saying, that's my out. strategy. Shut cop the fuck up. Out. Cop out. Cop out. Cop out. Come on. Yeah, I if I had, had to pick angle. like eight teams that would win the Super Bowl, it would be the Rams and Packers. Yeah, no, <laughs> I got my Super Bowl pick in. It's uh, all 32 NFL teams. They're all going to win. So uh, I'm going to pick the Packers, but I think the Rams are going to win. Like, what the hell? Okay, anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I think that this is a game. It's this is round three of this matchup for for this us. season. This is the third time that these two teams have met. The first two times, Michael Thomas was not there, and the Saints were still able to win comfortably. I don't see this as being a, a much of a game that the Bucks should win. The fact that they have Tom Brady gives them a chance to win and and be competitive in this game. And, and the offense that they have, of course. But I, I just don't see them being able to pull this out. I, I think it's either going to be a narrow Saints win or, or a blowout for And to for the, pull off of that season. note, Drew, I mean, Michael Thomas looked good again. Like, we know we had a couple games during the season. He did. He did. Like, whatever. Full he time. looks ready to be back. The, shutting him down that second time was, was a great idea. Get him ready for when it really matters for, for Drew Brees' last playoff ride. And he made all the difference in that Bears game. He just opens the field up in a whole different way for them. You know, um, Devon, what's the, the the receiver, the other receiver, New Orleans, number 10? Emmanuel Sanders? No, the other one. On the Bucks? No, yeah. on the Saints. No, the Ravens, Chris. I'm going to come over there and slap you. Uh, number- he, he had like tons of receptions last week. Deontay, uh, I, I think his last name's Smith. No, you're wrong. Oh, Deontay oh. Harris. Yes. yes. Yes, Deontay Harris. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> I'm very confused, but they have such a high-powered offense, and and Michael Thomas just adds an even higher dimension to it with Alvin Kamara. With it, I just there's no way <laughs> the Bucks are not going to win this week. I thought Harris got. was a rook. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, no, he's a two-year. He's out of assumption. Oh, look at that. It's a Massachusetts. Wow. Wow. Hey. Wow. Worcester. Right. Worcester. Is that it? Is that it for the right next door. All right. Anyways, it's the end of the NFC, so we're going to send it over to Zach for the AFC games. Um, But go Bucks. Um. Zach, James, I'm curious to see who you think is going to win this game. Um, so this this is tough. This is a tough matchup. I think. Oh, now you want to get involved. Um, I wasn't asked. You had plenty of opportunity. <laughs> Thanks, James. Thanks for the background noise. This is a really interesting matchup because obviously they already played each other twice. Um, the Saints won the first matchup by a close margin, right? And then obviously they got blown the Bucks got blown out. Um I don't know. I I 
it's tough because I like Brady in revenge games, but this one's really tough because I don't know what Bucks team I'm going to get. You know what I mean? So my guts, my gut is telling me that I feel a Brady comeback. I don't want to pick the Bucks, but I, I think I picked the Bucks. Didn't you pick the Saints in I, our picks? What is wrong with all of you? All right. so, I haven't even said my here pick. My, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. I might have to, I, I'll, I'll tell them I'll have to change yeah. it a lot. Here are my thoughts on this. So, I, you know, I was thinking about this game a lot today because obviously I have the. No. There we go. Um, you know, I, I, I thought you about the, there you go. the other three games. <laughs> The other three games, obviously, I've already thought about, and I've kind of already made my picks on those. But th- this one was still up in the air for me because I, I don't know. There's just something about Brady in a playoff game against an opponent that he had a hard time against in the regular season, and um, you know, in, in the past he's done very, very well against a second or third time opponent. I mean, obviously, this is a divisional opponent. Um, and I couldn't tell you the last time that he played a divisional opponent in, um, you know, in a playoff game. I think maybe it was the Jets. It would have been the Jets for sure. That's right. And they lost, but that uh, different story. They were on the flip side of that. So I don't know. My uh, Brady struggled against the Saints this year. Very. Are you just going to keep flip flopping for the next 10 hours? No, I'm not going to. No, no. What I'm saying is he struggled against the Saints, but I think. I think he does enough to win them this game. I think they, I think he makes the they make the NFC Championship. So yeah, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Huh? Yeah, live live pick change. But yeah, I thought about this a lot. Huh. I, I'm just nervous about the Saints because we've seen games where they've kind of just disappeared. I mean, it's the same with the Bucks, but I don't know. There's just always there's just something about Brady in the playoffs that makes me very hesitant to pick against him, especially against a divisional opponent that they've played twice this year and lost both times. So there's extra motivation for him. I mean, I have nothing to say. I'm sticking with my pick on the Saints. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not trying to control it. Right off. It's more or less myself, but. um... Oh, look, it's me as a girl. Look at that. You're a pretty girl. Oh, I, I know. I'm waiting. Does anyone else have a pick? Everyone else already made their pick, right? Yeah, we're, we're okay. literally waiting on you, Zach. Come on. Oh, that's awkward. We're waiting on Zach. So sorry. Well, waiting on me. But anyways, I'm here. I'm here with the AFC. Uh, let me just move off of the five girls, one black dude on the couch um, picture offline here. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe I found that online. That's amazing. All right, guys. AFC wildcard recap, and then we'll do our divisional preview intermittently between uh, let's talk about that first game, first playoff, playoff game, first wild card game. Pretty good game. We had Colts at Bills. Uh, Bills win that game 27-24. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely the Josh Allen show. Two passing touchdowns, uh, one on the ground. Um, I mean, he was the Bills' leading rusher. You're gonna, that's going to be a very common theme throughout these next three games, I guess. Especially oh, no, they, sans Zach Moss. Right. Yeah. He got hurt, but um, – Stefan Diggs had a huge day, so obviously, you know, not having Zach Moss didn't hurt them in terms of losing the game. So, um, <laughs> Stefan Diggs had six receptions, 128 yards, and a TD. So, you know, big day for him. Um, that that touchdown catch that was an absolute fucking dime from Josh Allen. So, um, you know, 
Colts defense was no joke. I mean, I, I was worried a little bit about this game for the Colt uh, for the bills, but you know, they put down 27 on a really good Colts defense. Uh, Josh Allen looked really good. He looked like a playoff quarterback. I mean, he, he didn't cave under the pressure at least for this game, but yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on this game? They, I th- ooh, ooh, you go ahead. Also, you- also underlying storyline, guys. Remember, this is the Colts that just were eliminated. Is this Philip Rivers' last game? I hope so. Fuck that guy. I would imagine so. I mean, you you have to think it is, but then again, all these guys are playing well into their forties. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead on this one, Drew. I'll take I'll kick it over to you. Right, go ahead, man. Um. I think I said this a couple times to you guys after the game, but the best way to beat Phillip Rivers is to get him just like the right level of pissed off where he just yeah. He's yeah. known for just making dumb mistakes. And that's how under pressure with that, he ends up throwing these dumb interceptions and making awful throws. Granted, you could have put some of that on the wide receivers. I know Pittman had a drop and an, um, I can't think of who fumbled almost was a fumble was not ruled a fumble. Um, but I got to say, on the Buffalo side, they have someone I've talked about a lot with uh, one of our friends, Showtime. Gabriel Davis is about to be a star next year. That kid works the sideline. Yeah, can't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, is that another underrated pick, and he just came up, and him and Cole Beasley have been pairing perfectly with Stefan Diggs and yeah. John's absence. I know, really disappointed. I miss John Brown. Drew and I miss John Brown. John Brown. Brown. All right, Drew. Tell me what you think. I was just going to say that it's kind of what you were talking about, but just getting the pressure on Phillip Rivers, he's never been the best quarterback under pressure. That's that's a pretty well-established fact. And the Bills' defense was able to show up and in, in those critical situations just get to him and, and force him to make those mistakes and – that complemented the offense enough to, to get by a, a good Colts team. And I think that has to be the formula moving forward is that the defense has to complement what the offense is trying to do and, and get them the ball back. I like the idea that Phillip Rivers is like Zoolander where <laughs> Zoolander couldn't turn left. Right. And then when he did left, no, anyway, when he did finally, he like stopped the nun or not the nunchuck. What are those things? Shuriken? The nunchuck, okay. the throwing stars? Throwing stars. Yeah, he stopped the throwing star. I feel like when Phil Rivers like finally just says, like, fuck, you're just going to unleash this like <laughs> dimensional, like monster just like opens up and comes out of Philip Rivers. Ultra instinct Philip Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. another 40 years out of him. Oh, dear God. Right, well, Eternal Philip Rivers. Yeah, great. Um, I just start glowing. Chris, you have any thoughts on, on uh, this game here? Or Philip Rivers imploding and killing the world? Um, I think James pointed it out exactly right, that when you get Philip Rivers mad to a certain point, he's just god-awful. He can't do anything. So that's um, exactly the key. I, I think he's done, too, at the end of the season. I don't think he has much more in the tank anyways. I think if they, if they don't continue on this game, uh, I mean, it's hard. I, I, he might come back. He may, but I, I don't see it happening. I, I feel I, like consensus for a lot of people is they're on the border 
but they're leaning towards he's not coming back. I mean, it just I don't know, just just the just the way he conducts that offense. I mean, they were a good team this year, absolutely. I would attribute that to you know the ground game and um, the defense, not to Philip Rivers, but no, I don't think so at all. And I don't think there's really any way he comes back to the Colts. I, no. I think if he does come back, it would be somewhere else. And the only way I could see it is if it's to a team where he has a legitimate chance to to make a playoff run again. Right. Well, I'm I'm interested to see actually who the Colts go after this offseason because they, they really are a, a, a decent quarterback away from making a shot. I mean, you know, they're 10-5 and five in spite of Phillip Rivers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think Philip Rivers is retiring. I, th- I think he's too much of a proud human to keep taking one-year deals. Yeah. I agree. Like you said, like Drew said, I mean, if he gets the right offer and it's like, fuck, like, here I go, I'm going to win a title or at least <laughs> multiple playoff games, sure. If he if he ends up being Brady and going somewhere like Tampa or like another team that's a good quarterback away and they think that good quarterback is Philip Rivers for some reason, then – Philip Rivers, all right, full prediction. You ready for this? I think I got it. I'm so sorry to cut you off, Drew, but I just like had a No, I, I want to hear this. Philip Rivers retires this year, right? Calls or quits. Oh, no, he's going to Brett Favre. Oh, no, he's going to Brett Favre. No, kind of. <laughs> no. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to get injured. Philip Rivers is going to come out of retirement, run with the Ravens by week nine. That is very, what? very bold and very, very specific. <laughs> yeah, super specific. <laughs> If I hit on this, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> if right, I miss, it's James, fine. James, you want to you want to make big boy claim? Okay, he froze for everyone, or is it just me? <laughs> yeah, no, he froze. Okay, cool. I just paused it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wait for him to come back to Earth. I'm here. Hello. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he's back. back. Hey, right, cool. I want to make oh, big boy. Oh, here he goes. Internet connection's unstable. All right, can you guys hear me? Yeah. What? No. No? Okay. No. Um, I want his stat line from week nine. You said he's coming in week nine for Lamar. Double down, you bitch. What's his stat line? 334. Dude, you know what his stat line is already. 344. Oh, 344. All right. All right. That's fine. All right. Let's move on. Ten times. Yeah, Make that fucking work. <laughs> 34 Raven. yards an attempt. Oh, my God. Shut Woo! Up. How many completions out of those 10 throws? 17. <laughs> 17. 10 for 10. For this is transcendent Philip Rivers we're talking about. He can do all things. He has it doesn't seen- matter. He can have seven extra, extra uh, completions, even though he's only got 10 fucking attempts. He gets, he gets one extra completion per child. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and if, if anyone likes to look at my screen name, you'll know he has a lot of children. Uh, Ravens, Ravens at Titans. Uh, Ravens win that game twenty to thirteen. Uh, not a not a great game by either team. Um, I mean, Lamar didn't really have a good day through the air. Uh, neither did neither did neither did Ryan Tannehill, no. to be honest. But I think that obviously the big story for anyone that watched this game is where the hell was Derrick Henry? Dude, nineteen no eighteen carries. 18, Are you kidding? Eighteen me? attempts, forty yards, averaging two. Like that's, 2. that's, that's 2.2 yards, yards of carry. That's terrible for Derrick Henry. I mean, that Ravens defense, man, they, they 
came to play. It, I feel I feel like it was uh, very much a situation like the the next game we're going to end up talking about here. Right. In in that, obviously, everyone knows what happened earlier in the season with that the Titans Ravens game and the the disrespect to the midfield logo and all. And the Ravens came out and were determined to make the Titans pay for it, and they they did what needed to be done. They stopped you know, Derrick Henry, which is arguably the tallest task in the NFL or one of. Yeah. And the offense, Lamar was able to do enough. That touchdown that he had, that long rushing touchdown was magic and yep. really turned the tide of that game. It's, it's those big plays, those momentum changers. Old Mo is a fickle man. And, and I would say too, um, I mean, looking at his options through the air, I mean, Marquise Brown has, has been stepping up as of late. Um, I mean, I know watching a couple of their games throughout the season, you know, their their receivers have been dropping balls like it's everyone's fucking job. But um, I think I think you're gonna see Marquise Brown. He's he's starting to actually hold on to hold on to to catches, and he's I I feel as though he's gonna be Lamar's number one option. I mean, obviously he has Mark Andrews, but I mean it's not been a Mark Andrews year, definitely okay. not. No, I mean, but. I think they need one more tight end that like kind of pairs like he did with Hayden Hurst, where he has someone who can pull the blocks and also receive on a lighter level as like a duo, as a tandem. But Mark Andrews solo right now is throwing up some red flags. He's still getting the separation. He's still doing decent stuff. But like, once you limit him, it's like, he doesn't really break apart like George Kittle or Travis Kelsey does. And, and Lamar looks to attack the middle of the field first. He, he works inside out in the passing game. So when, He's, you know, <sighs> when Mark Andrews is the only real threat in the middle of the field, it's really easy to take away. So they're forcing him to to take a, a look to the field and then head to the, the sidelines. It's taking time. It's, it's forcing Lamar to extend plays. And they, they, what you guys said, they really need another effective weapon over the middle of the field. Well, I mean, obviously that's, you know, talk for off-season stuff, but um, – oh, oh, awkward. I didn't go into – oh, well, no, that's fine because uh, both the Bills and the Ravens play each other next week, so that's fine. Even I didn't really – Nailed it, Zach. You're so talented. I can't believe you did that on purpose. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously after both of these games, we have uh, Ravens at Bills. Um little bit of divisional preview for you guys uh i think i'm gonna take this as my game of the week um both quarterbacks were their leading rusher um for their team last week so i mean obviously we don't think of josh allen as a running quarterback specifically i mean he has the ability to do that but he puts up the he puts up the air numbers though to go with it at least um whereas lamar is you know Averages maybe what like 150, 175 through the air and a touchdown every other game or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be a, a really good game. Um, I think the Bills secondary is going to be tough for Lamar. Um, I, I know the Bills defense hasn't really been like they were last year. I think they're a little bit of a step down. Um, but you know, they proved their their met against the Colts last week. I think they're going to have. Uh, obviously a tall task in containing Lamar, but I mean, 
I feel like the secondary is going to have um, an easier time just because of how hesitant Lamar is to go, you know, to the through the air. Um, but I know I know Drew mentioned obviously that the Ravens defense showed up, stopped Derrick Henry. I have in my notes literally right here that the Ravens are the defense is trending in the right direction. I mean, like that that is a very good sign for any Ravens fan. What? Look at that, Chris. Oh, he just watched his arm disappear. <laughs> I lost an arm. Oh, oh that's funny. Drew, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that, you know, like you said, that they're trending in the right direction, but this is going to be an entirely different animal of a game for the, the Ravens defense. It's, it's not going to be a ground and pound with some play action passing right. and all that kind of stuff mixed in. It's going to be Josh Allen airing the ball out. And when that's not available, taking matters into his own hands with his legs. And I am curious to see how the defense prepares and tries to stand up to that because it's a whole different dynamic. Right. And I, and obviously they were on the road last week, so they're no stranger to winning a game on the road, but I think this is going to be a lot tougher for the Ravens at new era stadium, uh, new era stadium. I mean, I feel like the bills have played lights out at home this entire season. So um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see, you know, what bills team we're getting. Are we going to get, the bona fide home bills team, or are we going to get a more shaky team that, you know, we've, we have seen at some points over the season, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously I have the bills winning this game. I think drew, you picked the bills, right? Yes. I, I think it's going to be tough though, given the handicap of not having Zach Moss. Correct. Um, I, so yeah. the, the Ravens get the advantage in my, my book in the run game um, in having JK Dobbins, who's proven that he can make some, big explosive plays. Um, so I think it's going to be a real tight game, but I, I think the Bills will pull it out in the end at home and uh, head on to the AFC Championship for the first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, James, Chris, picks? I'm taking the Bills. I think the defense is trending in the right direction. I think they can limit Lamar enough to hopefully to slow down the run game and force him to pass against a strong secondary. So – I'll take them purely off of the defense. I think Josh Allen does struggle against the Ravens defense a bit, but obviously, like you said, Drew, with Zach Moss out, he's losing a weapon, a very key vital weapon to have that tandem going. I still think Devin Singletary is good enough on his own. Josh Allen's going to struggle. Bill's defense wins him the game. Lock. Yeah. I think it's going to be real fun because there's a lot of upward trends for both teams. So Yeah. I agree with all of that. Uh, I'm going for Bills. Uh, We also – Lamar is not that great in the playoffs. I mean, granted, he had a great game last week, but I on think ground. on the ground, true. Very true. So exactly, you just have to limit Lamar on the ground. So uh, 100%, the Bills defense takes that game. Yeah, well, I mean, I do have some notes here. I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this, but um, if the Ravens want to win this game, uh, they need to do – I think I think they need to do two things. I think they need to let Lamar – be Lamar and not try and game plan too much for him. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like when, when you're having too you have too much game planning and he, he's more of an ad lib, you know what I mean? He, he ad libs a lot, mm-hmm. changes plays, uh, obviously runs the ball a lot. Um, a lot of, I mean, obviously they have a lot of designed QB runs, but a lot of the times when he breaks off bigger runs, 
it's when it's not a design quarterback play. So I think they just need to let him be him. Um, I also think that they need to have better efficiency in the red zone because if they want to beat this Bills team, who the Bills can score 40 points a game if they need to, um, Lamar needs to rely on Mark Andrews in this game heavily. No, it's one thing and, I got to add. Oh, sorry, Drew, go ahead. Uh, mine's quick, so sure. Um, <laughs> I just I think that the, they also need to have their defense step up just one step further than they did last week, and I, I think they do need to take at least two balls away from the Bills' offense to, yeah, to so, be able to have a chance to win this game. Right. So I on the on the flip side, I have for the Bills win the turnover battle because if they win the turnover battle, there's no chance for the Ravens. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, also getting the ball to Stefan Diggs early and often, because I mean, obviously he's your key playmaker for this game. Um, he's going up against a, you know, a really good Raven secondary Marlon Humphreys and, uh, Marcus Peters. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I really still like Diggs in this matchup. I, I still think that, you know, even if they, they give him double coverage looks or anything like that, I still think Diggs is, is able to beat those coverages because he's just that skilled and, I, I, if he if he ends up on Marlon Humphreys, especially if they can find a way to to get that mismatch, he is just arguably the best route runner in the game. So yeah. he he is gonna be able to get separation against us, those corners. They're very physical corners for sure. Yeah. So he'll be able to to run away from those guys and and find some open space and should be a huge factor in this game as he has been all season. Yeah, yeah, and I also think that um they need to get. Devin Singletary going. I mean, or he needs to get himself going. That's a running be- game. Period. They, yeah, they need no, a running game. If they if they can if they can get a hundred yards on the ground, they're going to win this game. If they can if they can get the ball moving, get first downs on the ground, then that's obviously going to open up the passing game for them, and it's going to have the Ravens defense all over the place. So, I mean, those are my those are my keys to for both teams this game. I mean, does anyone else have any other other things to look for while watching this game for either team? No, not really. I think we've covered pretty much all of it. I just want to get everyone's everyone's opinions and everything like that. So, uh, Chris, did you get your picking? Uh no, he didn't. Oh, he said he agreed with everything. So no, he picked the Bills. He picked the Bills. He's not talking, but I think okay. he picked. The Bills. <laughs> there he goes. Just realized he muted himself. Yeah, I was muted. Yeah, you picked the yes. Bills. Right? Uh, yes, I said Bills. I agreed with everything and. Right. I think Bill's defense is going to win it. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, last wild card game for this episode, guys. Um, we had the Browns at Steelers. Um, yeah. James, this this was just euphoria for you, I'm sure. I I I know we were all texting during the game, and James was like, "You all three need to shut the fuck up and don't jinx anything." Because I swear to God, I will hunt you down until your dying breath. It actually, might have been that, a real. That close. was the feeling that I had. I'm sure everyone else was this fucking same, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Browns win this game 48-37. They unfucking loaded 20, 20 years of frustration out on uh, the Steelers this game. Um, I, I was ta- I talked about this last week on the episode, but I just had this gut feeling that the Steelers were, you know, were, were going to be really sloppy, and they were. They were terrible. Yeah. I mean, the first two quarters, he had four turnovers, or they had four turnovers. I mean – it was just it was just a terrible, terrible game by the Steelers. Yes, they put up 37, but they put up 37 on a practice squad fucking defense. So yeah, I'm not even gonna point, they had players pulled. Like they're resting them for correct. the next Co- correct, right. Because they were like, Yeah, we're probably gonna win this game. I mean not to mention that they were more or less 
a, a tattered mess coming into that game. Right. I mean, you know, you're down a coach, you're down multiple coaches, you're down multiple players, mm-hmm. and you put up 48 points on the number three seed Steelers. So, and then like to uh, add on to that, just two of their coaches that were out were their first and second offensive line coaches. They had their time management coach coaching their offensive line. And one of their best offensive linemen got hurt. <laughs> yeah. And they still put up 48 points. Just a, um, one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen in the NFL. They Straight up. Falling. It was insane. Absolute fire of fire game from the Browns. I don't want to see what Kevin Stefanski's walls look like in his basement. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, Love it. I mean, um, I think I think another. Just... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, it it is very safe to blame this game on Juju. Well, I mean, yeah, metaphorically, yeah, bolt and bore material. Yeah, I, I yeah. called it. What if you haven't read my blog? Read my blog. His fault. Don't, don't tell me what the fuck to do. I just told you. Read my blog, bro. Hey, James. So there's this blog out. Um, would you mind reading it for me? No, I stand by my guns. Fuck you. Um. <laughs> Is this Big Ben's last game? I know we have a lot of last game question marks. I do, no. Dude, I was talking about this today. I don't think it is. I think he's going to drag it. I think he's going to fucking hurt the Steelers by yeah. not letting them yeah. advance in there. He seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, even with Mason Rudolph's development, he's been like, no, I'm not fucking training this guy. It's like, well, he's your replacement. So please. Last year, I disagree. I think, I think it was like his last game. The way he sat with... Marquise Pouncey at the end, I think it was his last time. At, or at I, his last time in the playoffs. I think I think it was more or less a thing like, man, I threw fucking four picks, but I also played the one of the best games of my life. We came up short because of all of mine. Like he I think he was taking it on himself personally because you know the obviously the first play wasn't really his fault. It was Marquise Pouncey and just absolutely skied that ball. I mean that thing was fucking <laughs> seven yeah that thing was heated into the end zone but i mean four picks i mean he was overthrowing receivers left and right um I mean, he was also throwing low which is part of the i think there were two right. tip balls off the defensive line yes yes so that was but also up. i mean how many pressures did he have <laughs> almost every they had yeah. to triple team miles garrett that was pretty impressive that's miles garrett that's what you get yeah. with him that was very wow. impressive he was breaking through triple teams yeah i mean again Miles Garrett, yeah, I know. I know. Garrett. That was so. Ben, Big Ben was pressured the whole entire game. I mean, granted, the Steelers didn't play to their potential at all, or at least their first, the first eleven games they played potential. But I truthfully don't know if we'll see. My mic just broke. I don't know if we'll see Ben Roethlisberger either back next season or we'll never see him in the playoffs again. It's one or the other. I mean, I think I think if he's back next year, his play is going to take a serious hit. And if he's on the Steelers, the Steelers won't make the playoffs with Big Ben. There's no chance in hell. Um, I mean, controversial, not so controversial take. They should have drafted Jalen Hurts instead of Chase Claypool. Instead of who? Chase Claypool. That's uh, fair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, both are good players, but I mean, yeah, I I agree. I mean, they all they the the Steelers have 
the probably the deepest wide receiver, you know, wide receiving locker room in the league. So do they really need Chase Claypool? They really need a quarterback to develop and they don't have that right now. Um, but anyways, uh, James, I know, you know, this, I know all Browns fans know this, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the best one, two punch in the league. Facts. 100%. Facts. Insane. Like the things that Kareem Hunt was doing, receiving the ball out of the backfield was fucking mental. And that, Nick Chubb's vision yeah. is mind blowing. That dude sees like an extra like twenty degrees out. The stuff like he can bounce off so quickly. Yeah, he's got like the eyes like pulling like back a bit, like almost on the side of his head. It he's so fucking good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, knows exactly when to bounce a run out and exactly yeah. where to take it when he does. It's yeah. he and is once impressive, he gets an open field, I mean. He's short. He's powerful, but God, he's gone. I mean, you know, talking about that 40, that was that 40 yard catch and run to the end zone. I mean, he did that just, his burst speed was ridiculous. Getting mm-hmm. to the outside towards the sideline. I mean, there was no one there. No one was going to catch him. And that sweep play with Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt got to the outside and made that fucking nasty cut to the inside and got into the end zone. I mean, come on. Like both of them are, both of them can be RB ones at any given day. I mean, obviously Nick Chubb is, but Kareem Hunt, Led the league in rushing yards two years ago. I mean, people. A lot of people forget that. Yeah. They have both of them on that team, um, and this just this leads into obviously next week's divisional preview. We have the Browns at the Chiefs, James. You're getting a Kareem Hunt revenge game. I know. I, I was actually thinking about that. And, and I, I know this is a really weird. This is obviously like a revenge game. This revenge game that. But no, this is a revenge game because. They cut him before all of the cards were on the table. Mm-hmm. His obviously off the field stuff. The Browns signed him. He straightened all of it out. I mean, and this dude is back with the Avengers. I mean, that, that game last week was impressive, obviously for both of them, but especially Kareem Hunt, because you're splitting time and they're both, they're both making, you know, do with what they've got. I mean, they, they're I both just fucking hitting the ground hard. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Browns. I know. You know, it's obviously the best team in the NFL. Um, but what we've seen this year is that the Chiefs are not invincible. You know, they're obviously they're 14 and two. They didn't they didn't play anyone the last week and they had a bye. So the Chiefs are coming off of two weeks of full rest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously I thought about this. Um, first and foremost, if the Browns aren't healthy, they have no shot. Sorry. It's just not okay. gonna happen. So if, if the Browns are playing with the personal that they played with last week, they're not going to win. Um, the only thing that's going to work to their advantage is the fact that the Kansas city chiefs had two weeks off. Rest I, think, rust. I think, I think they're going to be super rusty. Like, not that they looked great going into those two weeks off. No, no. And they, they, they really didn't. I mean, but drew, I know you and I talked about this and that they're very much a, uh, second half team. They're not great in the first half, but they come alive in the second half. My my issue with that is is you know if you're doing that every week, it's fine because you know you get your sea legs under you after two quarters and you're fine. They've had two weeks off. Are they going to be able to do that? You know what I mean? Is that that's that's two quarters going to be enough? Right to actually get their game going about them. What's going to be really tough is how the fuck do you stop Travis Kelsey on defense, James? Yep. 
that's the hardest part because if you have Denzel Ward assuming covering, have no one to cover Travis Kelsey. No, the linebackers have been the biggest issue we have. Terrible. Um, I don't. I really. There's a lot of question marks I have about this whole like thing. Travis Kelsey arguably being the biggest game breaker in this entire like puzzle, but I think. We're going to talk about, I think the keys to success for the Browns are one coming in healthy. Like you said, that's a good ass point right. Two, They're going to have to play perfect football. That's how you beat. Right, right. And, and, yeah. and with, and with that, I think obviously looking at the game last week too, like they have to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands because he will burn them mm-hmm. every single time. Um, Cause you, you're not going to be able to keep the most dominant tight end in the game and the fastest wide receiver in the game down at the same time. There, there's yeah. no way. Right. So they're going to have to attack it like the Raiders did the first time. And their biggest shining issue on the Chiefs is their offensive line. It's been questionable. Patrick Mahomes is known for being able to roll out. But hopefully the idea is if you're running enough through the middle and then you have – I forget who's on the other edge at this point, but Miles Garrett pinching on one. I mean, that's enough to push him out and try to force him to make mistakes. Uh, you have Adrian and, Claiborne. Adrian it, Claiborne on the other side, I'd still take that. Yeah, And that's the um, key is uh, you go back and watch the, – the one that comes to mind for me is, is the Chiefs game against the Dolphins. The mm-hmm. Dolphins were able to consistently get the pressure on Mahomes and force him to be Mahomes more than he can handle. He, he had to make way more of those ridiculous throws than he's ever really had to before. So once you force him to start making those as a necessity, then it becomes a different game. Then that Chiefs offense doesn't know what its identity is anymore. So that's the key. I, I have full confidence that this is just going to turn into an offensive shootout. Fair. Yeah, this is, this is what it feels like to me. Um, I mean, obviously, I think that the key the key for the Browns really is looking at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because mm-hmm. the running defense, sus. Yeah, I mean, it's ranked 10th, but still. like It's, it's ranked 10th because the last few weeks, they didn't really give up any rushing, any rushing touchdowns, guys. But at the beginning of the season, they were terrible. They just yeah. – I mean, that definitely they've favors gotten, them. They've gotten better, but I'm worried – or not worried for them, but, you know, as a f- – if I was a fan of the Chiefs, I would be worried that two weeks off is going to not be good for this team. I think so, too, especially if they start slow. If, they, if the Browns can get that pace that they had last week and get more points, which I know is a tall task, I'm not asking them to score 28 and a quarter again – they have a very good chance of being able to hold them off just enough in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. I say if the Browns can put up, if the Browns can put up 17 points in the first half, they will have a chance to win this game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think like, like, like I've said the past five minutes, the only thing for the chiefs, I mean, you know, they have to obviously play mistake free football, but even with, even with a couple of mistakes, the chiefs will still have the chance because they're the chiefs. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes, best tight in the league arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, and they're just, you know, they're a deep team, but I don't, I don't expect the ground game to be that much of a factor. Obviously it's going to help them to be able to spread the ball around. Right. Uh, but I would be, I mean, obviously I would, you know, be nervous because again, those linebackers, James. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for the chiefs is don't underestimate the Browns. I mean, like, 
you know, I, I would, I would say that against any team, but I think this Browns team just has an it factor around it. I mean, you know, it's uncharted territory for the Browns. Yeah. It's uncharted territory for the chiefs because you're playing a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 20 years and they haven't won a playoff game in since 1990, whatever. Actually at that point, it'll be just about a week. Zach. They hadn't, hadn't won a playoff game up until until last week in, you know, like Like what, 30 years or whatever. But anyways, fuck you. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, I think what the Browns, like you said, James, what the Browns need to do is they need to go onto the field and they need to punch them in the mouth. That's it. And the the other Corn thing is <laughs> the the Browns can also continue to to use that energy and that momentum from what Juju said. They can use that as kind or, of a or chase or just like or chase Claypool. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Yes. That that as well. Just you know let's give it everything we got. We're going to take this as far as we can because nobody thinks that we can do it. And that mentality has proven to work in the past. So everybody loves an underdog, baby. Yes, sir. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't have much else to say about this. This is the last game. Guys, anything else before I sign us off? Uh, Congratulations to Alabama for winning. We'll talk about that on the Boda show. Yes, we will. Yes, I would like to chime in. All right, Chris. Oh, yes, me. Yes, please. Don't forget about me. Um, That's why I asked. Exactly what we were saying. We've seen what happens when you contain Patrick Mahomes and you put pressure on him, and he's a disaster. If the Browns can literally do that exact – I think it's more on the Browns' defense this week. If the Browns can literally just pressure Mahomes into making dumb throws and dumb decisions, that defense – the Browns' offense, we know what they're capable of, and – like James said, they need to give it their all this week, but this is that game where you give it your all. This is that – I mean, granted, the whole playoffs are win, and go, win or go home, but for the Browns, this is that Super Bowl game. No, we had our Super Bowl game. Fuck you. We're good. We're good on the year. We won our game. We beat the division rivals. We fucked them up. Our Super Bowl's done. I think, well, like, yeah, but now you can take the Chiefs down. You're I mean, yeah. Like, every single – thing you have I, I, like look everything this on this point is just gravy man. on the field you're getting back up and still playing in my opinion and i think if the browns defense can contain patrick mahomes and make him make dumb decisions that offense can still make plays and get points on the board i think the browns have the chance but they have to put everything in order to do it and i'm taking them not just as a homer i'm gonna take them or i guess as a homer actually completely as a homer i'm gonna like I'm going to give him all my heart. I'm going to give him all my support. I believe in Baker. We have our quarterback. We have our head coach. We don't need to change anything. We're good. When did they play Saturday or Sunday? They play Sunday. Sunday, 305. I know the Packers and the Packers and Rams play at four on Saturday. Yep. And then I believe it must be the Ravens and Bills play at 815 or whatever on Saturday. So then they must be the next day. So they are, in fact, Sunday at 305. 305 so that the afternoon game all right well cool well i mean it's gonna be great obviously you guys are welcome to come over to the new place yay already mentioned that did you what? just invite everyone i'm watching this over yes come everyone over, everybody everyone that's watching this hey, if you're listening to this come on over to zach's house he'll give you the address after mm-hmm. yeah yeah of course i'll share it dm us for the addy boys no, no, yeah, God, I'll, 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 I'll drop that shit to you right the fuck now 
Fucking <laughs> God damn it. Same um, game then, bro. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we Whoa, have- what if Chris wanted to do the outro? Oh, he did? I don't know. Well, clearly not now. You, you guys alternate. Do it alternate. Each word. You guys have to guess. You have to do oh, the outro boy. by alternating, all right? Thank Chris, you start. You. Oh, okay. Or Coming. Two. My. Birthday. Fiesta. We. Would. Like. To. See. Many. Penises. That. Are. <laughs> keep going. Are like a a r e like a verb. <laughs> what? Like a verb. Small. And. Small. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> this has been Garbage Time with Bodus Sports. Obviously, new name, new us, or some shit like that. Whatever that fucking white girl saying is. No, no, it is not new us. Yeah, All right. Well, right thank now. you guys for tuning it's in to Bodus Sports. Um, this is Garbage Time. And. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This has been Garbage Time with Bodus Sports. Now, Drew, go. All right, Drew, go. Thanks, y'all, so much for listening. It's the garbage the time with the Boda Boys. What the fuck was that? That's what I said. Degrade, you know where to find us. Degrade our listeners. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Fuck. Megan you, in the background. What the fuck is up, Your positive reinforcement. You're yeah, that's right. Suck. Guess what? Guess Take fucking what, James? Stay beautiful. Have a great day. Nah, dude. Stay fucking soggy. Drip, drip. <laughs>